wait is over. The long-awaited R.A. the Rugged Man Wake the Flock Up official interview is here. Now, this one comes with a little bit of backstory. We had tried for many days, knowing that R.A. was going to be in our hometown of Anaheim, California. He was going to do a great show with great artists, and we knew that we weren't going to get this chance for a while because R.A. was on tour. So once we found out that he was going to be here local to Anaheim, we moved sky and earth trying to get uh, an interview with him, trying to get him in. So we called his tour manager. We called the person in charge of his fan club. We called the place itself. We, we Facebooked, we tweeted, we did everything we could. We had all of our friends retweet, hey, R.A. the Rugged Man on Wake the Flock Up. We had a flyer made before we even knew he was going to be on. We did everything we could, and all the answers we got were no, no, can't do it. He won't have time. Can't do it, won't have time. So, Instead of just sitting there defeated, what we did is we said, you know what, fuck it. We're going to go and we're going to get this interview regardless. So myself and Fluent Rhythm went with our ancient equipment. This is way before Ghost House. We literally had one condenser microphone. That's it. No, no backup, nothing. And a laptop. That's all we did. But we went there with the hopes of just getting maybe like a 15 quick minute interview with him and that'd be that. We show up. I see R.A., I ask him for the interview. He tells me no, that he can't do it. Man, so we're defeated. We're like, okay, well, if it can't be done, it can't be done. At that point, he turns to us and he says, but how about after the show, you head back to me, with me to the hotel and we could do the interview there. Now, to an interviewer, this is perfect. This is the perfect location. This is the perfect place. This is the perfect story. To tell, you know, to tell the public and to tell yourself and to tell your children in the future, hey, the artist invited us back to the hotel room and we did the interview there. So he did, we did exactly that. We drove back to his hotel and the interview started around 2 o'clock and we were there till almost 5. The interview was fantastic and great. Now, please excuse the quality of it. Again, this is with our portable system. Not even the current portable, the old portable that we had. And literally just one microphone in between everyone. And uh, we did the best we could. So yes, there's going to be some sound in the background. And yes, there's going to be some static. And the quality is not what you're used to getting from us now. And I promise you that now our current on-site interviews are 100% better. Um, but nonetheless, Wake the Flock Up, Concept 714, is proud to present R.A. the Rugged Man. You ever had to interview someone you didn't want to interview? Or do they give you the luxury? No, sometimes they say, interview this person. I say, ah, that's boring. I don't want to do that. Mm. You know, so if, if I didn't want to do it, I just didn't do it. Yeah. There'd be like a, like a new actress coming out. Like, she's going to be the hot actress. And yeah. then I say, I don't want to do that, bitch. You don't want to? You know, like, 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 you don't want to sit with Scarlett Johansson in front of you. No, Scarlett was my homegirl. Oh, really? She, you know Scarlett? We, I interviewed her before. Okay. Yeah. But she was my homegirl. I used to party with her a little bit. We used to go, not, not big time, but right. like. Like, uh, if there was a party in Manhattan, she was like 17, 18 yeah. on the come up. And, um, you know, I said, yo, come out. You, you hit that? Stop, man. Come on now. You got to tell. You know you did. You silly, man. You silly. <laughs> but, no. Uh, uh... back to the show this is wake the flock up with concept 714 and with me as always my partner in rhyme fluent rhythm today is an extraordinary special day for us we have the one and the only ra the rugged man in front of me ra thank you for having us i have no idea why the fuck you would agree to do this but it really means the world to us that you would well you asked me to do an interview all i gotta do is talk it's not that hard so 
You know, yeah, it's not like you asked me to go suck a dick or something. You said, <laughs> "Well, we got to do, do the interview." We yeah, talk. We gotta to talk do. after the show still, because I got. I gotta. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm about to throw you out of the room. <laughs> so, uh, so we go to. The, so we done everything and everything humanly possible to have, make this happen. You don't understand everything on Twitter, everything on Facebook. All of my friends have you retweet. Have you do the? I had Mike Myers call you. I called your your. Uh, uh, your fan club guy, because I'm a member of a fan club, so he was sending me some uh, oh, stuff. Matt. Matt. So I had Matt contact you. I had uh, this kid that was performing with you today. Try to. I did literally everything because I, I just when I saw you, you were in Anaheim. I was like, no, this is it. I have to. It's my hometown. I cannot make this happen. Wow. You know, and that's really how much it means to just be in front of you is is extraordinarily like exceptional to me. I really can't. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Yeah, well, we made it happen, man. I don't know who, but it happened. We're here, and uh, I hope you make it good after all that hard work. Man. <laughs> it, you met you to you. It's an hour. To you, it's like thirty minutes. To us, it's everything. You know, we finally we're building, trying to build a show where we talk to the artists on a, on a personal level and try to get them. And you know, time would be what it be, but it, we'll make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how, what's going on with you? You're on tour right now. Yeah, we just finished the U.S. tour, and now I'm going to head over to uh, Russia tomorrow. And I'm doing Russia, Germany, Paris, uh, Switzerland, a bunch of Ukraine. Yeah. Doing a lot of little spots. And that's to promote what? Legends Never Die. We're out there doing the album. Yeah. You know, I'm still, you know, rocking a new album and getting a very great response on that album. So uh, I'm real proud. Is is this album a statement for you at this point in your career? Nah, I just make music, man. I just wanted to make a great, great album and uh, and make it uh, something to be proud of. And, and I think I succeeded because I'm very proud of the record and, and the fans love it. And um, even if the fans didn't love it, I wouldn't have gave a... F- well, you know, you want them to love it. But right. um, if, if I'm happy with it, that's what matters because I'm making it for my... You know, it's my music, right. so... But the fans happen to see my vision, and they enjoy the record a lot too. So we're good, you know. That so. the record is totally amazing, and it's definitely justifiably considered the best album of 2013. You know, um, Tech Nine dropped an album as well this year. Um, I think Vinny did, um, Matt Chow did, but it, my favorite was definitely uh, uh, Legends Never Die. It's one of my favorites uh, this year that came out, uh, just because. We, I think I personally I missed R A, I missed R A, and I and I saw you yes on features and just, but to have the collection of your thoughts of what because it's been a while since you put up an album right, mm-hmm. how long well, how many years ago was your last album? Well, we did Legendary Classics Volume One mm-hmm. in '09, which was uh, eight or nine new songs and and some missing songs and yeah. a couple classic songs. And uh, then we had Die Rugged Man Die in 05 or end yeah. of 04. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other records were 90s records that we, uh, you know, American Low Life was on priority and, and we had problems corporately. And uh, Night of the Bloody Apes was early 90s and we had problems corporately. So, yeah. you know. And those um, were either never released, is that correct? Well, the, like I said, we had problems, political problems, corporately yeah. with the with the with the labels because mm-hmm. they were all major label situations, so they owned the records. Yeah. But uh, the world got to hear the music. Like I do yeah. songs off of uh, those albums, and like they sing them. Yeah. Know, Twenty years later, they sing yeah. them all around the world still. Right. So, you know, and I, I worked just as hard on Night of the Bloody Apes and American Low Life as I did Legendary, um, uh, Legendary Classics and, and Die Rugged Man, yeah. and you know, so. They're, they're just as much as my little babies as as Legend of a Die is, you know. So. As someone that that like you, who's been around for so long and seen so many people come and go, and some stay and some deservedly don't, right? What what is keeping you still going? I mean, why are you doing an interview at three o'clock in the when you, you know what I mean? Like, what is this about you? Because this is not a common thing. Most people would understand and be like, dude, I cannot. Thank you for coming, though, blah, blah, blah. No, well, here's the thing is I'm an independent artist. Yeah. So uh, I don't have money to have everybody promoting my record all over radio mm-hmm. and all over, you know, magazine covers. So every uh, PR opportunity I get, um, if I got the um, time enough to do it, I try to squeeze it in and, yeah. and promote the product because, you know, this is independent 
music. So uh, the way to get it out there is when people want to hear you talk and want to hear you speak and want to hear about your music, you give them a little bit of your time and you let them have that. And, you know, that that's that's the way an indie artist spreads the word is by, you know, especially if you're not heavily financed. Right. You, you know, you, you let's talk. You know, whoever want to talk, I'll talk till my head falls off and tell them legends never dies in the stores, you know? Yeah. I, it, that, and that's respectable but what the, what I'm wondering is like you who I mean have literally worked with the dopest MCs to grab a mic of all time of all time you have everyone from uh, Wu-Tang to Rakim I just worked with Koji Rap yeah I just I'm trying to get Kane so man. what's what's left for you to do with Kane Big Daddy Kane and I, that's I worked it. with everybody on the symphony Master Ace Craig yeah. G um, Koji Rap yeah Kane, but like I met Kane recently. Uh-huh. I mean, I met him before, but like right. you know, he he was hey already like we was cool. So I want to see if I get get to work with Kane. Mm-hmm. And, but no, nah, but what's left for me is uh, keeping the legacy going and making right. music for another twenty years and, yeah. and making it high quality. Uh, you know, I want my shit to be better than everybody else's every time I drop something, whether it's ten years from now or twenty years from now, yeah. five years from now. I just want to keep high and quality how do you keep hip-hop. that that level of skill to that degree well because, because hip hop is a competitive thing right and what happens now is when you say that all these like wannabe rappers get offended like no it's not a competition it's about making music mm-hmm. music is, fuck you this right. hip hop it right. is a competition yeah. you don't know what you're talking about because mm-hmm. you're not a real MC mm-hmm. so the thing is MCs are about co- competing right. and being great at your craft that's from Kumo D to Melly Mel that's mm-hmm. what they when they grabbed the mic they grabbed it to be the right. top guy on the block right. um, so Whenever I pick up a pen and, and get in that booth, it's always a competitive thing. Like, oh, that dude's spitting something kind of dope. Yeah. Let me make sure that I'm better than that. Yeah. So as long as you keep that competitive spirit and you put in your time and your hard work, you know, uh, uh, you're going to always be trying to top the next man. Getting getting into that more specific, I remember an interview where you said, they asked you, what would you tell a kid who thinks he's nicer than you? You'd be like, you said, he's probably wrong. Oh, right. Yeah. So, who do you consider to be an equal to RA? Like, who is that? Somebody that you're like in? Con- is there someone you're in constant competition with? Like, someone. Well, there's that- rappers that, that make me nervous when I hear them spit. And I'm That's like, oh shit! What, exactly what I meant. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, uh, those are the rappers I love listening to because yeah. they're scared of shit. Like, oh shit! I hate listening to rappers where they're getting heavily praised. Yeah. And when I listen to them rhyme, I'm like, yo, I could write that rhyme in five minutes. Absolutely, yeah. Like, I could fucking sneeze that rhyme out. Do you got a and name you can rhyme. throw at us that you listen to? And you're no, like, you know what? I'm not into that. There's a lot of mediocrity out there. Yeah, there's a lot of mediocre bullshit yeah. out there that's heavily praised. That, right. that the critic, oh, this is genius, brilliant. Right. But, but meanwhile, real MC listens to it and goes, wow, that's yeah. horrible. Or wow, that's fucking retalker right there. <laughs> yeah. You know? So when you get these MCs that actually spit bars. Yeah. And the murderous bars, uh-huh. as an MC, that 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 makes you hungry again. Like, oh shit, that dude, you know, is sick. I gotta come harder than him. Yeah. You know, when you hear mediocrity all the time, you kind of go, ha ha. You know, I could write better than this in two seconds, yeah. and you know, and it kind of doesn't motivate you. What right. motivates you is hearing dudes that are murderous on the mic. Right. That are that are a threat to you. <laughs> Yo, let's begin it like this The definition of a rap flow I'ma reinvent it like this Now what's that? Boss first, a bust back Must trust, bust gas, must bust A small time crook I'm stealing your hubcaps Ain't nothing for discussion I'm crushing your dust and you're done And when I'm busting the rough raps The Bismarck is awkward Is it a blizzard? Is it a limit? Any crime you could name I committed I admitted I did it Lottery gotta be in it to win it I'm just a white boy Born in what blacks invented But I'm the baddest undefeated Beat it, believe it Leaving you leaking Losing blood like an anemic I'm rather conceited Rappers are comedic Heated, leaving you paraplegic I'm undeniable, diabolical, biological Warfare, rugged that raggedy bastard. His breath stank like he gargling with battery acid. Who would have figured me to be deadly? They never be ready to bury me. Better be ready. Nobody better than me. Let's work it like now. this. The definition of a rap flow. I'ma reinvent it like I'm this. I'm feeling so groovy now. Rugged man's full. We'll fuck your whole head. I'm feeling so groovy now. Let's work it like this. The definition of a rap flow. I'ma reinvent it like this.
Let's begin it like this, the definition of a rap flow I'm a reinvented like this Walking man flow is uglier than blind dates My mental is heavy like heavy D and chub rock Combined weights, I love myself, I'm so vain I'm not just the king of New York, I'm the king of the whole game Putting rappers in hibernation, they're hiding away to retirement The race and it's funny like a pie in the face And devastating, made a mistake and you waiting, debating Facing your fate and creating, hating, raping, imitating Degrading, breaking your place and taking your safe And taking your paper, paying for faking This is history in the making, but wait Spit at the cops, I'm resisting arrest They want to see me fry like a chicken wing in the breast the truth is behind closed doors, I'm a bit of a sissy Singing love ballads to bitches like Lionel Richie No joking, bragging and boasting, hoping to get close And approaching, poking, perping, imposing, potent Poison the potion, cooking the coke and cutting your throat And opponent opposing, leaving you floating the ocean You was a Leah rocking the boat and leaving you broken Get smoky the second that emotion explosion The flowing overdose and the chosen is smoking I'm feeling yeah. so groovy now Rugged man's fool, fuck your whole head I'm feeling so Let's groovy now Let's begin it like this, the definition of a rap flow I'ma reinvent it like I'm this I'm feeling so groovy now Let's begin it like this, the definition of a rap flow I'ma reinvent it like this, yo Rattatats, sporadic, attack, panic, laying you down like crap addict You're dismissing your fingertips, you crack addict I had it, I'm back at it, the mathematic Bringing the black magic, I pack, hold up Let's slow it down with these raps Let me catch my breath, let my brain relax I'm so fly, I'm basically levitating I'm in the Guinness Book Record breaking Hit you with a chair like the World Wrestling Federation I got a bad reputation Doc wanna put me on a better medication Cops hate me, harass me, interrogation I'm dumb in the head like an education That's enough, wait a minute, I'm finished I'm done with it, yo, swan, sing it Let's so begin it like this, the definition of a rap flow. I'ma reinvent it like this. Let's begin it like this, the definition of a rap flow. I'ma reinvent it like this. like you and I, and I think that there's 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 MCs of your caliber that are still active and still going definitely I put I would put you up there with like I say Chino is probably one of the most underrated as in he he's not where I think he should be as an MC right but Chino can walk in and grab any mic and rip it and get the respect of the room but globally or from the definitely from the industry he's not getting that you know yeah. cannabis is another one that's I think no matter what happens, he's proven himself enough times to say, yeah, he's one of the illest to have ever grabbed a mic. You know, at least in my opinion, Rock Kim, definitely, right? But, so are these the cats that you look into and you're like, for inspiration and to keep you motivated to be better than them? Like, are those the caliber? Or is it somebody like Bob Dylan? Like, you know what I mean? Like, just to nah, raise that those level. Rock guys, they're all, they're all overrated, those rock and roll guys. They would, uh, you read Rolling Stone magazine yeah. and be like, this is the greatest lyricist of yeah. all time. Hey, shit is simple. Get the fuck out of here. Right. I'm like, Kane is way nicer <laughs> than Bob Dylan. <laughs> you know, yeah. fucking Rakim will roast John Lennon. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Then they go like, no, that's just rap music. No, we're better lyricists than those motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's something that I always loved about you because that's always your forefront is lyricism and skills. And, and I believe... And correct me if I'm wrong, you use the, the word MC very cautiously when referring to a person. Mm-hmm. It's something that I've noticed about you. Like, uh, you, you make a difference to say rapper and MC, you know? Well, here's the thing is, man, an MC is more than just the lyricist, though, too, also, you know? Uh, an MC is, like, you know, move the crowd, like Rock yeah. Kim said, you know? But that's master ceremony. Mm-hmm. And the, I think the, the one craft of emceeing that is is that people don't look at anymore is actually emceeing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you're dope with your multis and you write like a good rhyme, people go, that's the best rapper. Yeah. But then you go to their live show and they don't know how to emcee. Right. They don't know how to get on that stage and rock a crowd and fucking turn the party out. The performance has as much yeah, to do with bit, the yeah. lyrics. Absolutely. That's why. How, that's how come you could take somebody, say like, like you take a Nas, yeah. who lyrically is light years above, say, a Busta Rhymes. Yeah. But Busta Rhymes will mutilate Nas at a stage show. Right. So who's the better MC? Mm. See, back in the day, 
um, the dude who rocked the party the hardest is the best MC. Mm -hmm. And Buster could take some of the better lyricists at rocking the crowd. Right. So, um, you know, I'm not saying who's the better or not. I'm just saying like there's two that comparison different aspects. There. And people, yeah, people don't, people don't uh, look into that anymore. Because back okay. in the day, there wasn't no like all about, you know, making a record and making a catchy chorus. It was like... Like a little young 16-year-old LL Cool J would have hopped on the mic yeah. and just destroyed the room for 10 minutes straight on the microphone. And you'd yeah. be like, yo, that's the dude yeah. <laughs> right yeah. there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, MCing is more than just, you know, a couple multi-syllables on the mic and, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah. but multi-syllables on the mic are dope too. But I'm right. just saying there's very many different aspects of MCing. Yeah. You, but you're, you're more than an MC, right? You're also a writer. You've written yeah. like... Um, Articles for certain magazines, right? Yeah, yeah. How did that come about? Well, they had me. Uh, one of the magazines had me do like a celebrity movie review. Like they had like because we're talking about Excel Source. Well, that came King. later. It was Mass Appeal hit me up, mm -hmm. and I think they had uh, I forgot what rapper, but it was like right. a, another famous rapper yeah. type of thing, and they wrote about sports. Right, and they said, "All right, do you want to write about B movies for a mm -hmm. special like guest guest you know column?" Yeah. Sure. So I wrote a little joke thing about movies. And they said, hey, you want to do a monthly column? Yeah. So I started writing for Mass Appeal, just the, the movie yeah. shit. And then XXL hit me up like, yo, you know, I saw this boxing article you did. So can you do something, get this box of format? I said, yeah, no problem. So then I started getting Bernard Hopkins, Floyd Mayweather, Winky Wright, and a bunch of the, the Klitschko brothers getting yeah. and bringing them up to the source yeah. and getting all... You know, so I started writing boxing for all the urban magazines right. and Vibe magazine, right. and and then uh, Complex hit me up and said, "Hey, do this." They'd be like, "Do this cover story with Usher, mm -hmm. and I'll give you twenty five hundred dollars." Now, do you write them as R A or is there? Already rugged man. Yeah, there's yeah. there's not an alias that you like uh -huh, to uh -huh. keep it different. Nah, I haven't I haven't written in a long time though because it takes right. a lot of time that yeah. stuff, yeah. and I'm on the road and it takes away from my making videos and my writing mm -hmm. screenplays yeah. and so like. When I needed money and I was in between records and it was like all of a sudden all these checks were coming for cash mm -hmm. for writing f quick little articles for me. Yeah, sure. But now it's like, you know, I don't, I don't want to do that, be like a yeah. journalist for fucking magazines. <laughs> yeah. You know, but it was fun for quick minutes, well, quick pages. It would be the most inter interesting thing is like right now, and there's no way I'm flexing in front of you because that'd be ridiculous. But both me and Fluent are MCs as well in our, in our circles, in our city. And there is something for having MC speak to another MC. So I'd love to see you interview Nas for an article for the store, for whatever. You oh, know I what did mean? that. For Vibe, they had me do, you know, me and MOP went to the movies and talked movies. Yeah. And uh, I think I did Missy Elliott, my man Q-Tip, who, who I go way back with Tip. Mm -hmm. I think I did TI for Vibe. You know, I did stuff like that. Okay. You, know? yeah, yeah. you ever had to interview someone you didn't want to interview? Or do they give you the luxury? No, sometimes they say, interview this person. I say, ah, that's boring. I don't want to do that. Mm. You know, so so if, if I didn't want to do it, I just didn't do it. Yeah. There'd be like a, like a new actress coming out. Like, she's going to be the hot actress. And yeah. I say, I don't want to do that, bitch. You don't want to? You know, like, like, like you don't want to sit with Scarlett Johansson in front of you. No, Scarlett was my homegirl. Oh, really? She, you know Scarlett? We, I interviewed her before. Okay, yeah. but she was my homegirl. I used to party with her a little bit. We used to go not not big time, but right. like like uh, if there was a party in Manhattan, she was like seventeen, eighteen yeah. on the come up, and um, you know I said, "Yo, come out." You, you hit that. that? Stop, man. Come on now, you gotta tell. You know you did. You're silly man. <laughs> no, uh, uh, Tupac was a huge fan of Tony Danza. Tupac went to jail. Tony Danza wrote him letters, and that was what made Tupac survive jail. So, but that to me was real surprising that Tony Danza was a Tupac fan. So, who would you say that we would be surprised to know that you're friends with? That you I have a friend of that, or that, friends with? That, that you, no, that you're friends with. Let's say who would be surprised to know that sometimes hits you up on the uh, on the on the on the who Twitter. Fan, a friend, fan that I'm friends with. I mean, a friend. Oh, who would be surprised to know that you sometimes, uh, you know, text back and forth? Be like, oh, or who's in your phone book? Who would be surprised? Like, what the fuck are you doing hanging out with RA? Because <laughs> I saw the picture of Bill Paxo holding up oh, your Bill CD. Paxton. Paxton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like, what? Well, yeah, Bill Paxton's a big fan of mine. Yeah, that, yeah. See what I'm saying? So, His son is a good kid, too. Okay. Um, Do you have anyone who'd be like, what the fuck? You don't hang out with them. And you're like, that's my nigga. <laughs> yeah, I hang out with a lot of people, like, yeah. like random people. And right now I'm drawing a blank, but. I hang out with a lot of people. Like, if you told me, me and Barbara Walters kick it, I'd be like, what? No, nah. 
No. Kick uh, that old bitch in the ass. <laughs> uh, so you're a writer, and C, and director, and screenplay screenplay writer, correct? I do a lot of shit. Yeah. So you just keep busy. I keep too busy. I need a manager. <laughs> so are you completely self reliant? Mm-hmm. You're completely self reliant. Yeah. As in, your yeah. tour is you coming out of you, and you're doing you. Yeah, most of the time it is. This tour was a little ghetto. It was yeah. like, I, you know, I, I just, they they booked me, you know, they said, oh, we'll get you a bunch of shows and bought me in bulk. Mm-hmm. So I said, all right, cool. So so this is one I wasn't so in charge of. You right. Um, you have a friendship and a partnership and you work with Vinnie Paz. Mm-hmm. Oh, a huge fan of Vinnie Paz, Jedi Mind Tricks, ever since I was a kid. Um, and uh, a lot of people from Viper, Immortal Technique, Diabolic, that this never come up to maybe get an acquaintance with them as t- towards their labels that they already have like. Oh, Bolic, um, no, I'm on Nature Sounds. That, that you know that that, that they're just as you know they're a pretty good label. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Bolic is my friend, yeah. and uh, Tech, Immortal Tech, is my friend, mm-hmm. and Paz is my close friend. And when did that happen? Because when did me and Paz get cool? Yeah, when they get yeah, and then because well, that a seems magazine to happen. That I worked with. And I was behind on Jedi Mind Tricks. I heard the name, but I, I wasn't familiar with their music. This really? was probably like 03. And, uh, it's been that early, 03, 10 years ago. Yeah. And okay. uh, somebody said, hey, Vinny Paz is a fan of yours and he loves boxing. You guys got to connect on some boxing shit and just yeah. talk. So me and Paz got on the phone and uh, we just started talking about boxing. Mm-hmm. And then he said, yo, I got these tapes of this and that. So he started sending me boxing tapes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, not sharing music at this point. No, nah, it was still. all about boxing. Me and Paz became okay. friends on boxing. Yeah. And then he sent me some CDs that he made, some Jedi Mind Trick yeah. albums. So oh, yeah, that shit's dope. Yeah. And then when Die Rugged Man Die came out, he's like, "Yo, that's all we're bumping in the hood out yeah. here is that yeah. Die Rugged Man Die yeah. shit, man. I just want to say peace." So we became cool like that. I said, "Yeah, yeah, we'll do a record sometime." And then you know, uh, hit me up a couple years later. We were just boxing, boxing, boxing. He's like, "Yo, mm-hmm. I'm working on my new album." Let's do a song, yeah, and let's do a concept record. So that's that's when uh, Uncommon Valor came yeah, about. Yeah, that's how we did Uncommon Valor. Now that is justifiably one of the best verses yeah. I, I, that I've definitely heard. Um, so it angers me when I see people get compared to being like the greatest, or this is the greatest verse in hip hop history. That bothers me because I I don't know how 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 Kendrick gets credit for stuff like that. You know what I mean? Well, that's because he's corporately. Um, Promoted by Interscope, you right? Know, Interscope is, the but they're most. not pushing. This is the greatest. I mean, this comes from people. Are. This no, comes yeah, from heads. No, you no, know? no, no, no. You, you don't, man. Um, I understand that there's an image they're trying to push. Okay? No, but the, 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 trust me, when when you're marketing um, a lyricist, yes. that's on a major label, uh-huh. they're gonna push that this is the greatest lyricist. Just the uh-huh. same thing as you, if you push. Um, Remember when Alicia Keys first came out on J Records? Yeah. They had, this is this talented, prodigy, piano playing, great singer, sing, boom, boom. Right. That's part of the marketing campaign. Right. So, the, you know, um, Kend- Kendrick is a lyrical cat. Mm-hmm. And when you listen to the radio today and you listen to some of the lyrics that are coming out, mm-hmm. um, that's why people are so into Kendrick because there's so many whack rappers. So mm-hmm. you get this guy, Kendrick. Who's lyrical? Uh-huh. So and he's got a major machine pushing him. So because so, he's but, substantially. But if, you say, but if you say Kendrick is one of the goats and this verse is one of the greatest of all time, I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's a lot of verses better than what Kendrick does. That's right. my opinion. Right, right. But if you say that publicly because Kendrick is you know in the machine yeah. and he's the power pushed you know well marketed uh, uh, artist. They go, oh, you're a hater. Yeah, yeah. you hate your yeah. hater because yeah. you're saying it's not as good. Mm-hmm. I say no. It's this is an opinion, a musical opinion. Yeah. And uh, I've been listening to rap my entire life. Right. And I've studied all the greats. I studied them, and uh, so I'm not as easily impressed yeah. as some of the kids out there. And that's what I tell. That's what I tell my friends when they're like, "Hey, check out this new Jay Z," and I'll be like, uh, "Dude, like at this level, like you really have to fucking when you have RA when you have." Like Natch Scratch, when you have like can't you know all these cats on your mixtape? It's really hard to listen to a Jay Z album. Yeah, well, Jay Z, Jay Z. Honestly, let me tell you, Jay Z to me back in his day was was a very um, intricate lyricist, mm-hmm. and he did some great stuff for hip hop. But but the stuff he has, he does lately, in my opinion, um, 
isn't impressive like some of the young boys that are out there spitting. Right. Um, I think he's a little bit lazy. Uh, um, not lazy. He's rich. Right. He doesn't have the hunger. That's all it it's is. It's not when there he, anymore. When he was young. He was yeah. hungry. Yeah. He was hard with his legs. That Jay Z would be on everything. Radio yeah. stations on this. Okay. Yeah. But uh, I think that he's. Uh, it's not a. Uh, it's not his best work anymore. Okay. And, and you know, somebody got a half. Uh, you know. Half a trillion, half a billion dollars to their name, maybe the first thing that he's gonna give a fuck about isn't writing the best rhyme on the planet. So, is that what keeps you going? The fact that you're broke? <laughs> well, I haven't been broke in a decade. I've right. been doing good. I mean, I haven't been rich. Yeah. But uh, my career has been treating me very, very, very well. You right. Know, for, 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 you know, for indie artists with, uh, like I said, no financial backing. I got it in my bank account. It's nice this year. Like, Good. Uh, I'm glad to hear that. Working. I'm going to take my clothes off. Sorry. Oh. Uh, no <laughs> Concepts here. Now, allow me to paint the picture. It's 3.30 in the morning. We're sitting with R.A. in his hotel room. He's in a hurry. The man must leave. So, at this point, uh, he drops his pants, including his boxers. Right in front of us, because he's changing clothes to get ready to go. Uh, so just continue listening and try to picture four grown men <laughs> sit, sitting in a hotel room. And uh, the biggest name of them all has now dropped his pants. Continue listening. Press. Oh, right. I got I got. Uh, to tell him I'm not impressed, man. Impressed I ex- what? I, I expected a lot more from a tall man. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> As as a man who is the epiphany epiphany uh, epitome, people can't even see what's going on, so they think you're f- for real. Oh, they they can they can. They're like, wait, did I? Because I'm like, I took my pants off. Y'all already took his pants. Oh, you're right. We'll take I got a. In, in honor of that, I got a actually. Towel on, and I'm in a hotel room. Yeah. Trying to fucking um get ready to fly to Russia in two hours, and no, not two hours. I gotta leave. When I gotta leave. Uh, the, 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 they coming to pick me up at three, I got, they're coming to get me in less than an hour. Yeah. So when, I'm just trying to get and, dressed. I hear you. And there's certain, so the way that there's something that I got to touch base with you because I respect you, but I kind of disagree. And I just wanted to see what you would have to say to me. Hey, you could respect, if you don't mind. you could disagree with somebody that you respect more than anything in the world. There's nothing wrong with disagreeing. With and this is my opportunity to bring it to you because when I heard it, this is the first thing that popped into my head. So again, a hundred. Lord Jamal. Yeah, yeah, Lord Jamal. But I, but this, but I have an angle at it, and I think you'll appreciate it. Yeah, predictable. No, no, no. Oh, keep going. I know, I know. But this, this is this. A lot is, of people disagreed with me on it, but I stand by it a hundred percent. You, you know? stand by that. You, yeah. I, I honestly which, believe. Which, which one? Which part? I, well, I honestly believe that Jordan Ma said it out of. I want to say which one? Which part? I said. Okay, you said that you. Yes, they are. A, we are a part. We are a guest. In the house of hip hop, us white rappers, right? Mm-hmm. And that you agree with that. But my interpretation is in, is something like this, right? So wouldn't hip hop be owned by the person that's representing it at the no, moment? No, 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 no. The creators. Why is why are the, the creators? They, what are, why are the creators? The creators the, of the music. You can't always take it away from them. Right. Like if, like they were showing me Little Richie records, where Little Richie, Little Richie made the fucking. Banging ass, soulful rock and roll joint, and then you had who was it? Perry Como or Pe- uh, uh, I forgot Pe- Pat Boone mm-hmm. doing all the little white versions of the songs, and those were the number one hits. Those were the number one hits, number one hits, number one hits. And and Little Richard was on the, the black station, Pat Boone was on the white boy station, right. and selling the millions, and millions of records while Little Richie w- was Little Richard sick to his stomach. Mm-hmm. Well, this man's making, and that's the same thing that happens in hip hop today. The the, the the people with the power is going to make the money off of it. That doesn't mean that they're the creators of it because they they own the record sales. Right. I mean that that they're it's their house. It just means that they're making. But the, the, isn't hip hop like jazz a collection of styles and sounds to give birth to a new genre of music? Right. So hip hop is basically that. No. So how could have the one ownership? How could it belong? No, no, no. no. There's a creator. See, the thing is, here's the thing is, in history they take. Here's where the problem is with black folks who who who, who say, "Hey, white folks, this is all music," yeah. and then white folks get offended. Like you can't own a genre. Yeah. Of course you can. 
You think so? Yeah, of course you can. You, you see, it's not the is, beauty of music, see, see, though, no, no, that no, it's... No, 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 because, because what happens is... How are you going to take it away from the creators? How are you going to say it's all music now because we love to do no, it? No, that's but that's not what they're saying. This See, is what they're saying. No, because I think oh, oh I think I'll read some of the messages on Facebook. Right, saying, but oh, that's oh, white people made technology, so yeah. then it's all music because they made the beats on our equipment yeah. and white, you know, white people, uh, um, they're a guest on our continent, yeah. blah blah blah. You know, all of this shit. Mm-hmm. Being like, no. That's black music. It's okay. black created music. And people go, well, what about the Beastie Boys and Rick Rubin? Yeah. They created it. Yeah. No, they didn't. <laughs> they came out like 10 years after hip hop. So, so know, then what are you, know, you doing? Like, like, like they, their whole thing is like, Rick Rubin, yo, you're going to tell me Rick Rubin's a guest? And meanwhile, okay, here's where the problem is with that. Yeah. How come you know who Rick Rubin is, uh-huh. and you don't know who Larry Smith is, and you don't know who fucking all the producers were before Rick Rubin? Right. Because the fucking famous guy is the rich, the rich famous white guy who did the Beastie Boys, and that's who you know. Mm-hmm. But you can't name fucking ten pioneers right. and the black folks that started the craft. Okay. So that's where her problem comes in, where they go, Rick Rubin. I seen mad people, yeah. Rick Rubin, Rick Rubin started. Rick Rubin. St-. No, he didn't. He's a great pioneer, but he came 10 years after hip-hop. And the Beasties came 10 years after hip-hop. So you would be... Let me tell you about the Beasties, too. I remember... Now, the, the, you know, the sort of, oh, pirate, boom, 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 boom. But at the time, I remember where, like, uh, Ed Lover and Dr. Dre on Young TV Raps, when Third Base came out, yeah. it was like, well, the Beastie Boys weren't really rappers. They were this. This is the, you know, Third Base is the first real white rappers that could rap. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, so it was like, even back then... Um, it, there was an acceptance thing, which I'm not saying that, that that's. I was mad at Dre and Ed Love at the time. Like, why did this in the Beasties? Yeah. <laughs> but like I'm saying, is like they rewrite history, like and go like Beasties. Rick Rubin is the start of it. You know, mm-hmm. not not everybody, obviously. Right. You know, and yeah. people are educated. But yeah. but um, here's the thing: is is when when uh, uh, people love a craft, they become passionate about it. Yeah. That's what the pro. You know, they become very passionate and they live. And a lot of white folks, hip hop is their life. Yeah. And they live for it and die for it. And I know about that more than any of them. Yeah. Because I've been doing this longer than all of them. I've been living it longer than all of them. And and let me tell you, all those same folks that are like hip hop is for everybody. Those are the same folks, twenty, thirty years ago, where their brothers or them themselves. Or their uncles or their fathers were telling me, "Hey, why are you doing this nigga music? Why? Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this? Yeah. Do you, you, you? What's this black music? Yo, yo, you, what? What you think you're black? Why are you doing? You think you're black? So, and and you know, because it wasn't accepted by white folks. Now, right. now all of a sudden, it's mass marketed, and white people love it. And now they're all saying, "What? It's everyone's music." But those mm-hmm. same folks back in the day were telling them that it wasn't. Yeah, it's that and stuff. To them. It's that, blah blah blah. Get yeah. that black music out of here. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But now all of a sudden, it's like, wait, wait, that's racist to say that it's black music because it's white music. It's everyone's music. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Right. You all, you know, everyone even knew that it was black culture, black music, black. Rap. Watch any early documentary. Right. from the 70s and 80s where are the white faces where are any white faces you know what I mean so here's the thing is I'm if everyone feels disrespected that I that I agree with Jamar on that it's like none of you motherfuckers lived my life mm-hmm. because I did more for hip hop than all he is combined that are complaining about what Lord Jamar said and right. I'm not even complaining about what Lord Jamar said I think and I, I think paid more dues than all of them and I worked with all the greats the- but what I'm saying is when you step in a black culture, just respect that that's a black culture. Understand it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think because I don't... And, and nobody's saying, don't do it and fuck you, white boy, get out of, you know, and nobody's saying white rap is a corny. Nobody's even saying that. No, no, no. But but I think the way he said it, it came off like it came from a place of almost prejudice towards the white, the white rapper community, you know? It didn't come out to be like, this is my honest opinion. It's more like, you're white, shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? So the way he expressed it, I think, is what angers people that he would be willing to just be like, no, it's fucking, it's my music. You know, he didn't come from a place of, this is something you need to know. It came from a place of almost say? prejudice. You, you said that it wasn't honest, though? No, no, no. Because it was no, very honest. I'm sure it was honest for him, said. but where it came from yeah, was yeah. a negative place, so it came out negative. See, at least uh, the way I'm looking at the interview, it looked like he might have some racial issues that he has to deal with. Black to white, and so he's kind. Of, it didn't come from a place of this is something you need. It came from a place of anger and and like man, like. Well, here's the thing: is when when every record that sells the most 
is a white artist yeah. in a black culture. Like mm-hmm. when the Beasties came out, yeah. they sold three and a half million records. They outsold every black artist in the history of hip hop mm-hmm. at that point. Right. Why did they sell that? Were they the best rappers of all time? Were they mm-hmm. better than LL Cool J? Were, were they better than Run DMC? Were they better than, you know what I mean? Were, were yeah. they better than Melly Mel? No. They were great artists, yeah. but they sold more than everybody. Yeah. Just open that. And, and, and here's the thing is, and then ice. Then years later, MC Hammer sells a lot. Right. MC uh, Vanilla Ice comes out. Yeah. There's never, never white rappers ever, right? Right. How many come out? Then Vanilla Ice comes out and sells the second biggest rap album of all time. Right. And then now today you got Eminem who outsold every rapper in the history of. And think about the amount of black rappers to white rappers. Yeah. And every time they come out, it's, it's because, big. because it's it's it's, it's, yeah. it's marketed and publicized uh-huh. and, and people. White folks like who they look like and sound like and talk like and what they relate to. Yeah. White folks. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes as, as as a black rap, I could understand a little bit like, yo, this uh, is a little bit of bitterness when it comes you know, to it. Okay. And then when they try to take it away from you yeah. a little bit and say, yo, so-and-so is the greatest of all time and this is the greatest of yeah. all time and don't mention the creators. Yeah. It, it could be offensive. I understand Plus, that. Yeah, uh-huh. It's the same thing, like I said, with the rock and roll shit where, where, uh, uh, uh how many of the pioneers can you name? Yeah. How many That's rock and, a, how many rock and roll pioneers can, can all the Elvis fans name? Right. They can't name before Elvis. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I couldn't name you one. There you go. Yeah. Um Can we pause for one second? Yeah, absolutely. What what did Bill did? Alright, R.A. the Rugged Man. We're back. R.A. the Rugged Man. You don't drink, you don't smoke, correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. How difficult has that been for you? Oh, that's easy. I'm not a partier. I, I don't mind not partying. Right. My main weakness. I'm talking about young, rugged man. Nah, when I was like maybe 12, 13, 14, I used to drink a little bit, but I was never a drug guy. I was yeah. I was always uh, just crazy by nature. So everybody thought, oh, he's high, he's fucked up, right. he's crazy. So uh, but that was never the case. I was just, I wasn't high. People would tell my family, oh, we did drugs with your brother. And I, no, 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 he didn't. He doesn't do drugs. <laughs> you know? So. All right, and that's just a personal choice you made yeah, when you were younger. I was, a, I was a rap fiend, man. I wanted to be the best rapper, so to to have longevity and lungs and. You know. Yeah, back then drugs weren't embedded into hip hop the way they are now. That's yeah, understandable. Yeah, in fact, if you look back to the '80s, yeah, it was don't do them, don't yeah. don't do it. You know, it I remember Dre dope. talking about doesn't smoke the chronic because it ruins brain cells yeah, and smoke shit. Smoke says, yeah, and all of that. And now stuff. the chronic 2000 is the biggest. Yeah, I hear you. I got a big head and a fat ego. I got the starving and hungry poppy superiority flow. My pistol was old school blast of bullet in your ass blast to run me. Yo, I'm uncontrollably gifted I totally ripped it I'm vocally vicious Naming the best ever I'm supposed to be listed Even if I'm emotionally And overly twisted And socially timid And every chick had left With a broken ovary When I hit it The fans follow me like disciples I'm Charlton Heston Not the Moses version I'm the gun-toting version With the rifles Don't let them crabs gas you When I'm jacking the rapper And ripping the jacket Attaching your ass And using the machete To smash you I'll rob anyone anywhere Under the jacket The flame I'll pull a gun out At your wedding While your grandma Do the Macarena All these feminine rappers Wanna see me dead and buried Too many rappers is dread Queen Dow, Tyler Perry, sick of the similar imitating. I did it already, the pitiful paid them. The bigger, the better, debate them. You biting what I spit it already verbatim. I don't need to breathe when I rap. I got gills, fuck lungs. I'm like a superhero out of the toilet of the slums. Come on. Up for the night at the crib with a B-movie actress Shocker next to the bed and a wad of cash under the mattress As a kid I wasn't into theatrics After school my daddy used to teach me combative Green Beret tactics My flow natural, you artificial Beefed up Barry Bonds and Balco Dope and dog food, I spit heroin, your rhymes are alcohol I ain't into the tight jeans I'm into bar brawls, brass knuckles and bloody fight scenes The mainstream pussies ever give me props? No nada, it's like the Fox News giving props to Obama Wait, I teach the children in the world the word hate I eat pussy till every dyke on the earth turns 
straight, I'm disturbing with the grandma I'm more disturbing than the bombing in the Baptist church in Birmingham, Alabama I've been repping, I put a hit on any paper that my pen blessing I'm nice with the hands, each fist is a registered weapon I leave you forever resting, I don't care if you beefed up steroids or what you bench pressing I'm at the Best Western, tossing your girl salad with some French dressing Hit you with a batter, a hatchet, in the back of a ratchet My flow ain't a rapper to match it, too much lyricism to digest I do it on purpose, two of my bars is more lyrical than two of your verses Come on, So we don't want to take up too much of your time, but the show has a signature, and I'm hoping that you will help me um, and answer these qu- last questions. This will be good for you because these is what I call the 12 rounds. So what it is, I'm going to ask you 12 questions. If you answer the questions correctly, you are the champion. You win. If you cannot answer a question or you I'm choose, trivia. Oh, it's not trivia. It's not. I know it's, the... it's trivia by yourself. All right. So if you choose not to answer the question or you cannot. You will be knocked out, eliminated on that round, and I will win. All right, the rugged man, are you willing to play 12 rounds? Yeah, I don't care. I'm not afraid to answer nothing. Okay, good. Because we got... So, R.A. the rugged man. Round number one. Okay? And they start easy, but I want you to have patience with me. What is your favorite part about what you do? What is your favorite part about your craft? Oh, um, creating... Creating and creating and creating and being creative and, and getting to just live my life the way I want to live it, you know, do whatever the hell I want to do. Yeah. I love being me and living my life. It's a good one. I, I saw you get four packets of condoms at the liquor store today. Is Are you planning on having a good time in Russia? Is that what that is? Uh? No, I got a little sweet girl who I'm going to see. Uh, and I, you know, I want to be I careful. See. Which was going to lead to my question is, uh, no no wife? No children? No, for I got a nice girl, though. I got a nice girl. You got a nice girlfriend? Visit, you know? Okay. She's nice. You know? But marriage hasn't crossed your mind? No, I'm not getting married. No. You're not having kids? I'd like to have kids, but the marriage thing, that, that don't sound right. That don't sound right either. And it, you know, it sucks because I'm a good Christian man. Shit. <laughs> I, don't, I don't listen to a lot of the Christian policies. You know? Yeah. I don't okay. do a lot of the Christian shit I'm supposed to be doing. You know? right. Round number two. That what was it, easy. What is your least favorite part about what you do? Your least favorite oh, part. Oh, the business side of it. I the, hate all the politics and the business and rap. Yeah. You know, that's the least favorite. That's easy to answer that, yeah. Uh, you have a man who has collaborated with anyone with a name in hip-hop, which is really admirable, but if you, for round number three, if you could collaborate with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be? Big Daddy Kane. Simple, to the point, Big I like Daddy it. Big Daddy Kane and dead Sam Cooke. Sam Cooke, huh? Yeah. I like that. That'd be a dope collaboration. Yeah. <laughs> round number four, R.A. the Rugged Man. What are you most proud of? Um, uh, that I was able to do everything I do by my own rules. Right. I'm proud of that. I'm proud that everybody tried to stop me from doing what I wanted to do yeah. and wanted me to do everything different, and, and I survived it and I outlasted everybody. I'm proud of the longevity because yeah. I was not supposed to be here still. Yeah. You know? Okay. That's respectable. R.A. The Broken Man, round number five. What brings you the most shame? What are you least proud of? Well, you know, uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm very proud of being an honest person. I never lie about shit. Okay. But sometimes if I'm with a nice lady, I lie a little bit to the lady. So sometimes when uh, 
that's why I don't be in too many relationships. So, right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't okay. like when I lie. And sometimes, yeah. you know. So that's, well, that's good that you still feel that guilt, though. Yeah. You know? I got to say, you're... Your RA, the persona displayed in your tracks are nothing to what I'm seeing when I'm conversating with you. I don't don't think that's true. Have you listened to my latest stuff? Plenty, plenty of it is. Most, like, I haven't heard a curse word come out of your mouth uh, as we're conversating. Oh, really? I think I said a couple curse words in there. But it's not to like a vicious point or to do a shocking, you know what I mean? It might be in passing, but to, I would have, because you know, all right, the rugged man is fucking crazy. So, but you seem like a real guy that's focused. You understand where you're going. You know what you're doing. You know what I mean? I guess so. I I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Round number six. These are easy. Okay. Well, they're getting harder. Trust me. I've had people quit. Round number six. Quit. Who's going to quit? Oh, I can't talk no more. They don't have an answer to give me. Fuck's going to quit. Come on. And they don't get the grand prize, so they get nervous. That is easy. Round number six. Now if I lose it? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, What is your biggest fear? What's our biggest fear? I'm a fucking scared of shit in cars. My biggest phobia in the world is cars. I fucking, yo, I'm like a woman in the car. I'm scared as Like fuck. an evil transformer looking yo, thing? or like, What are you talking about? Just, you're scared of what? I'm scared could? of being in the car. Like, I'm not scared of flying. I'm not scared of boats. But I'm fucking scared of shit in cars. It's like my own Passenger phone. and driving. Yeah, I haven't had a license since I'm a fucking teenager. I hate being in cars. Like, so you don't I'm, drive. RA doesn't drive. But yeah, meanwhile, I do world tours and I have to drive around the fucking world, you know? But like, Yeah. That's See, that's super fucking in. Okay. Here we go. Round number seven. We're doing pretty good. You know what I mean? You're doing pretty yeah, good. Because there's nothing that I'm okay. scared to talk about. Oh, well, we'll see. Who would you take a bullet for, R.A.? Uh, my sisters, my brother, uh, my mother, and probably that's about it. That's uh, about it. It's family members. Yeah. Okay. Round number eight. Or, nah, you know what? Okay. I would take a bullet. I'm talking about there's a bullet coming. Nah, you see it, you would take it. Too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know take what? a bullet for me, all right? Probably not. I don't know you. <laughs> you might be a piece of garbage. I don't yeah. know you. Right. But say if there's a little defenseless girl or kid, and there's a, you know, I, I would take a bullet, you take for, a bullet for that. Too, for a child, you know? Yeah. Okay. Round number eight. These are easy. Okay. Who would you let that bullet hit? Who would you, she, who would you not care if a bullet was coming, you wouldn't even blink twice? Who would you let that bullet hit knowing that bullet's coming? Who would uh, you just like move in front of you? You know what? There's people that died that are bad people. Yeah. That I don't give a fuck about. Man. There's people that died in the past. I don't give a fuck. You know, like that's life. Good people die all the time. So yeah. when a bad one gets it, I don't give a fuck. No. I mean, I know it's hard. Oh, 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 life is important. But not to me. I don't think every life is important in the other one. You know, I think some lives are, are very... Uh, Hurtful lives that don't do too much good for who, people. Who would you let that bullet hit? Uh, oh, instead of a kid? No. There's a bullet. Who would you not worry about jumping in front of that bullet for? Oh, a lot of people. A lot of rappers in the game. Give me a name. That's what we're looking for. <laughs> a lot of talk show hosts. Yeah. Uh, you know, okay, who, who wouldn't I want to put... To, who wouldn't I save? Yeah, who would you say? see you. I don't even know you. Oh, so, but you would... Early, I'll be you be like, yeah, fuck it. I'm not getting hit by the bullet for this guy. I don't know him. <laughs> okay. That's, that's, thank you. <laughs> like, who the fuck are you? I ain't jumping. <laughs> okay. Like, uh, I, I would back you up. Like, if someone tried to beat you up or something, I'd back, hey, hey, come on, get off of me. Yeah. But, like, if a bullet, I said, oh, shit. That, that would, that would just hit him. I don't know him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Round number nine. Who would you never work with? Who would you never ever? I'm talking about they give you backup a, a, a Brinks truck full of hundreds. They give you a foot rub. Uh, you know they give you a reach around and you would never. I think you there, still wouldn't. I don't think there's anybody. Oh, who would you never ever even okay. consider? Okay, there's a. I seen a video of these Nazi. It was like these Nazi girl singer kids, like folk music, not like Prussian Blue or something. I seen it on like Entertainment Tonight like 10 years ago. Yeah. It was like some white supremacy, yeah. Nazi 12-year-old blonde, blue-eyed girl singers. I probably wouldn't do no music with them, so <laughs> not, no matter how much money you gave me. Okay. I'm like, I ain't doing whatever the fuck the name of the group was. I forgot what they were called. I'm like, is that a real group? <laughs> so you're not, with, you're not with the Nazi thing. I like that. That's good because, uh, you know. 
I like that. <laughs> All right. Well, it's 2014 almost. Is anybody really into that Nazi thing? Yeah. How hard did Paul Walker's death affect you? Or? You know, that's I'm not. not a, I just when people die uh, yeah. that I don't know. It's you know, but Paul Walker was you know he's a good looking guy. He was doing his thing, yeah. and he did a film called Running Scared, which I liked his acting yeah. in it. I like him. Okay. Uh, you know, I think uh, uh, there's worse guys that could have got it before Paul. I, I, you know, it yeah. didn't like change my day or nothing. But I was like, oh, man. like, like when, when I heard that it was a hoax, yeah. I was like, good. I don't want that dude to yeah. be dead. He's cool. Guy. Had it been Vin Diesel, would you have felt the same? I like Paul Walker better than Vin D- Diesel. Dude. But okay. I, I don't dislike Vin Diesel either. He did the movie, uh, I forgot, Find Me Guilty. It was Sidney LeMay, and he played like this old mafia guy. Yeah. And it was a cute yeah. little movie. I don't, I don't hate Vin Diesel. Okay. All right. Round number 10. I heard Vin Diesel used to right. be a bouncer back at the tunnel. I, uh, back when I used to go to the tunnel, mm-hmm. all the rappers. So you could have met Vin Diesel not know I probably him. did meet him because okay. he was supposedly the bouncer back then when Flex okay. would DJ at the tunnel every, every Sunday night. Yeah. And all the rap, we'd all go there. Yeah. So uh, I think that I probably did uh, meet him once or twice. Or uh, probably a few, quite a few times. If he was to bounce every weekend or whatever, we'd yeah. probably see him a lot, yeah. Right. Round number 10, Aria. You're doing good. We're down to the last three. Oh, well, shit. I'm doing my best, man, but you you bobbing and weaving. Round number 10, Aria. Do you believe in God? Of course. Yeah, God is great. Do you believe in the in a Christian sense of a yeah, God? Yeah, I'm or, a Christian. So you, will, you believe in, in God, God? Yep. Okay. I believe in God. Yeah. Can I interject with a question on that one? Real sure. Quick? Hallelujah verse. What about I gotta, it? I gotta ask. What was the what's the angle on that? Oh, one? see, well, here's the thing: is what I don't believe in is that uh, uh, I believe God is great. I believe there's a high, higher power, and I believe that a lot of the people today you want to go against God, and you know, and they use the evil in religion to be like, look, God is bad, you know, mm. or, or look, the Catholic Church, the, yeah, the Catholic Church is an evil fucking empire. It always has been. I'm not, but that doesn't mean, mean all Catholics are bad. And yeah, the Muslims did bad shit. That don't mean all Muslims are bad. And you know, you know what I mean? Like, like uh, uh, I believe there's a higher power. And um, I think that the organizations, the powerful organizations that back the religious groups is where the evil's at. Oh. Not with the actual religion or, or the people that believe in the religion mm-hmm. you know what I mean Word. understandable right. round 11 you're almost done round your hair on, that's a hard question to ask do you believe in God people have refused to answer that question yeah that's because they're fucking pieces of garbage and that's because their publicists don't ever talk yeah. about because right now it's if you agree with God you're bad yeah you, oh you're backwards like believing in God is worse than fucking um putting your dick in the wall and fucking it like like believing in god right now is so politically incorrect mm-hmm. it's fucking disgusting right. yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like you really if you say oh i have faith in god they'll act like you're the fucking like you're the devil why do you think there's that distance right now because the fucking soft pussy ass satanic fucks run the government and they run hollywood mm. so so that's why yeah. so they want to say they're going to paint the picture that anything that 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 is that that is godlike is evil. Yeah, they want their way. They want to they want to live the earth in their evil ways. The uh, atheists seem to almost have a sense of you're dumb if you believe in yeah, God. Yeah, exactly. As in we're better. Exactly. It's not of an educated person to yep. believe. Exactly. When exactly. it's ultimately really in reverse, if you really think about it. Well, there's there's very intelligent atheists. No, no, yeah, uh, but, but you know, uh, I don't think if you're an atheist, you're a fucking backwards fuck either. But but like they, when they act like, you, but meanwhile, like here's the thing is, what atheist? What what can you prove to me, atheist? Exactly. You're, you're so confident that there is no God, yeah. but how do you prove it anyway? And they can say the same thing about me. Mm-hmm. But you know, how do you prove there's God? But how can you call a man that that has faith in God? Like a backwards idiot. Meanwhile, you can't prove any more than he could. So mm-hmm. shut the fuck up because yeah. you're the idiot. Round 11, R.A. What is your strongest insecurity? What are you most insecure about besides being in a fucking car? Oh, I'm secure about What are you rhyming? insecure about? Okay, I'm secure about rhyming, uh-huh. but that's the same insecurity. Like if I have a bad day in the studio, yeah. every insecurity on the planet comes out of me. Like, oh, am I falling off in the booth? Am I not as good as I was? And, you know, I'm very, I, I'm very insecure at rapping, yeah. you know? Even though it's like the thing I'm the most secure about, yeah. very insecure about it at times. Very. Like, like I'm very, 
Like sometimes I think I'm done. Like, yeah. You know, you know, and then I fix that and I go back and make sure I'm not done. Right. But like when I'm not feeling good, I get very insecure and okay. very down and yeah. feel defeated and and you know. So yeah, that that's my biggest insecurity. That's it right there. Is that I'm not good enough at rhyming. Right. Okay. <laughs> you know. Round twelve. That's it. We're done with the twelve rounds. After this, all right. All right. You did good. But I think I'm going to get you with you this can't one. Get me. I think I'm going to get you, man. I'm gonna, oh, no, can't answer it. I think I'm going to get you. Good. Okay, all right, you are a mysterious man. You're a man of mystery. Okay. It, all right, here we go. You ready? I'm going to ask you. you, yeah. you t- there's only one answer. There's only one question I don't answer, and if you get that one, that's funny. I, I know what it is. That's why I don't want to waste it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, the rugged man. Why? Why what? Well, what's the question? Why? What? Why? I don't know what the question is. The question is why? Why what? Why? That's not a question. Yeah, it is. Simple. When? Who? Where? I thought you were going to try to stump me. Why? Why? When? Who? Why what? Why is the question that I'm posing to you. Okay. Uh, why are you asking me that question? No, that's not an answer. Yeah, it is. If you cannot answer the question, or you will not answer no, the question, no, that's not. I, I, you will be I, I say out. no, no, it's not. No, you don't just go. Ari yeah, the yeah, rugged yeah. man. Why? Yeah, exactly. That's the question. Why is it? So, okay, why is my name Ari the no, rugged man? No, that's not what I. Asked. No, no. See, see, that's not a real question. Then, if, if how I interpret the question is, you're going to say that that's not the fucking the real question. Is who a question? What? Who? When, where, those are all questions. No, but you don't the just five, go, So why? That's not a real question. That's the, that's the realest of all questions. Why? Then I go, oh, the reason why my name is no, already That's not what I man. said, though. That's not what I'm asking. That's I'm what asking it sounds why. like to me. That's how I interpret the question. Okay. But I'm saying that, that that is the ultimate question, really, is why. That's the only really fucking question that matters in life is why. So why? What, but you're not answering. I mean, I mean, you're not asking nothing real. You cannot answer the question. I did. I said, why is my name oh, you, the rugged man? That's not the question kid? I'm asking. But that's what it sounds like to me. That's what it sounds like to you. Me, I, uh, That's how I interpret it. And I answered the question. The reason my name is Ari the Rugged Man because I'm a rapper. And when I was a kid, my father named me R.A. So then when I started rhyming, I needed a harder name. So I called myself Rugged Man. R.A. That, I answered but that's the question. Not the question. If you don't like the me. answer, I still answered it. Why? I answered it. That's why I'm already the right man. Okay, so that's your answer to the why. Yeah. In your life is that. Yeah, that's that's. If you don't like the answer, don't mean I didn't answer it. Uh, it kind of does. No, it doesn't. Cause you didn't answer the question. The yes, simple, simple. No, no, no. You, this is the simple you, question. You, is why I interpreted. interpreted the why question. is the simplest of questions the most complicated to answer? I answered it perfectly. That's what you're gonna go I, with. I answered why I am already the rugged man. You said already the rugged man. Why? Okay. Question number 12. That was question Why? What do you mean? So you're going to re- rewrite no, the question? No, no, no. It's the same question. Round 12. Why? And I said, because I'm R.A. the Rugged Man, and I rhyme, and my father named me R.A., and now I rhyme. So I wanted a harder name, so Rugged Man. That's why. That's my answer. If judges, it's, if it's an incorrect judges, you gonna you're gonna give them to us. That's a champion. All right, so this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna let we're gonna let the audience decide. You guys tell me whether you think Ari answered the question or not. You let us know. He answered that. That's no. How is that even anywhere near if to what I? If they think you're wrong, next time you're in town, you gotta come to the studio. Do <laughs> I'm gonna bug you. I'm gonna be at three o'clock in the morning at your house next time too. <laughs> Uh, all right, I thank you. Said, I thought you had a good question. That's the ultimate, and you didn't answer it. So, all right, answer. 20 years from now, when we meet down the line, I'm going to be like, R.A. never gave me an answer to this question. <laughs> I did. Because that's, I didn't ask you why your name is R.A. the Rugged Man. That's not the question. The question I mean, was right. one syllable, one word. It was why. I mean, you want me to give you five answers no. for it? It's easy. What answer? Okay, why? To why? Because I feel like it. That's, that's not an answer. That's yeah, not. Of course what, it is. What, that's something a kid answers. No, you tell you why. And what do you tell them? I feel like it. That's why. So your so the answer. That's so your answer. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that's better why? than why. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Why? Okay, because it's three fucking twenty-five in the morning. I'm getting ready to catch a car. That's why. Okay. All right. Why? Because I'm packing my fucking bags and you won't shut the fuck up with the same question. <laughs> that's another answer. You okay. know, like you want me to keep going. I got it. 
easy. That's an easy one. Okay. I really think it, it, I stumped you. I'm going to give you that. I think you kicked the furthest thing in the world from stumping me. I think I got you. And uh, I'm going to edit it so it sounds that way. So don't worry about that. I'm a suckerbergy for that one. Oh, All right. Yeah, yeah. It's been a pleasure. It's been an honor. Uh, I cannot. I wish I could say the same. Oh, man. <laughs> I cannot thank you enough for sitting down with us. You are an amazing performer. You're an ace, amazing MC. And I want to thank you for doing what you're doing for all these years. Because this is all I know. And if it wasn't for cats like you, I don't know where I would be in my life. So thank you again. Uh, so, for Anaheim, California. For Battle Axe Warriors. For my man Fluent. For my brother-in-law Ivan present, making it happen. For R.A. The Rugged Man. This is Concept 714. Asking you, begging you. Demanding that you help me wake the flock up. for downloading this episode of wake the flock up with concept 714 my name is fluent rhythm and i'm proud to announce the show's first official sponsor addicted to the good life clothing they have shirts hoodies hats beanies for both guys and ladies so log on to our website wakeTheFlockUp.net. that's wakeTheFlockUp.net to place an order today and while you're at it, check out their page at facebook.com slash A-T-T-G-L company. That's facebook.com slash A-T-T-G-L company. Addicted to the good life. The brand, the motto.